Exclusive content coming right now. You're live down to the beat. Coming around here with your host of the most, John and Lifika, aka Chow Stacks, Chow Honey, Fik Dave, Fik Daddy. What it do, what it does. And we're here at Black Dog Studio and we're recording a collab podcast with our uh, guest appearance from Adriel Smiley, host of uh, Cool Table Talk or Cool Table Live and then co host of the All. Album mode album podcast. Mode. Sorry, I butchered that. But all good. Welcome, all good. Man. It's an honor to have you <laughs> thank on. Thank you. Thank you. I, that came up. That like I was so juiced to go smooth with this interview. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's way more intense it's, than it's I the thought lights. it was going to be. How are you, my man? I'm crispy. I'm crispy. That's cool. That's cool. How you been? How's how's your year been? You've been good so far. Better than 2020, at least. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you has been good so far. Anything's better than 2020, though. Facts. All right, we're going to um, just get us started here with um, kind of your start. So we're talking to you. You are a musical journalist here in uh, the Toronto area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're from Ajax, I take Scarborough, it? Scarborough. Scarborough. I live in Ajax now, but definitely originated from Scarborough. Cool. So oh. how, can you just give us a brief overview on how you got into broadcasting? So basically, in high school, I was like... I was just like that, that funny dude always like mm-hmm. talking and stuff and I would host some events so like if like the church was having an event or some events at school like I'd host events and stuff like that um but then I interned at Rogers TV and that was like my I got my broadcasting bug that way um I did like yeah basically any, any business you could think of I was I was doing it and we ended up getting like our own show so um we like hosted our own show for a little bit there and that was kind of like the start and then I went to Seneca for broadcast television um Graduated from there, and then kind of, I got I would say my time in between Seneca and Ryerson, where I just graduated from last year, um, that was when I started doing journalism stuff, and I was doing like a lot of freelance writing, like entertainment, music, some like news current affairs stuff, but I don't really rock with news like that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. I'm in J school too right now, and I just yeah. I, I I don't find you're allowed to do exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very cookie cutter for what people what they want you to do like go get a news story on a protest and you have to come back with one of those rather than being like them giving you the freedom to kind of pick and choose what you actually want to do yeah yeah i, I when I went to j school i didn't rock i didn't rock with that at all because i'm like the amount of people i think the news is probably the least amount of people want to do i think there's probably more people who want to do like tmz entertainment stuff literally and then people have their own like whether it's fashion or business their own beat yeah. And then there's some people who just don't even want to do journalism. They just want to go into PR or something else. Yeah, the the, the communication side of it. No, I was fine in that. Because yeah. I always liked the projects where I was in front of the camera. But mm-hmm. I hated the fact that on other ones, they'd make me do the behind-the-camera stuff. Like, like yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. got their strengths. Make the behind-the-camera people Facts. do it. Facts. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we, we don't want to do it. This, yeah. I'm here for a purpose. Don't do this to Facts. me. <laughs> I don't I, know what I'm, these fucking I'm buttons you. do. I'm paying you. <laughs> Come on, act like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so you kind of got into it like through just working mm-hmm. before and then you went and got formal training in mm-hmm. right yeah yeah like i think i just like because basically when i was at rogers tv what a lot of the guys there put me on to is that there's so much people in this industry who don't have formal training mm-hmm. and the formal training helps for sure especially making connections that's a huge part of the business but i heard all these stories about this dude was a lawyer for eight years and just wanted to become a cameraman or mm-hmm. this dude was doing something else for 15 years and he wanted to start doing audio because he always you know, f- miss that feeling of being in this band. Yeah. So it's like you you get the, I guess, feeling that school is the only way to learn those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually doing it, you can learn those skills without going to school. That's so, all it is, man. yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, like I don't definitely want that training to build those connections and yeah. kind of push myself forward in that way. But I knew that it wasn't like that's the only place I can learn skills. I can actually learn skills other places in the real world. Yeah, facts. Like that's uh kind of what I've found too like with school it's taught me a lot of just like the technical stuff mm-hmm. but what we've done here with just our company and just where we've taken it and the interviews we do I've actually I don't know I've learned more through doing this and practical work than any mm. project I've done but the formal training I mm-hmm. think is what's kind of gotten me to the place now where I feel comfortable yeah. doing this every day you know what I mean yeah I guess it's like kind of, kind of both sides I guess because you just got formal training from school that helps but like I, I know y'all definitely learn way more doing this and oh for sure oh, yeah, than 100%. anything um, you learn in school and it's like I think that there's some knowledge of that for sure like people definitely know that because like I have a homeboy who he does music videos now he used to do skate videos mm-hmm. and like he basically came into the program as a 
proper editor. Like mm. he didn't really need to do stuff. And he was on YouTube like eight hours a day. Like, mm-hmm. how do you add a key? How do you drop this? Like, you know. So he le- he learned all that before he came to school. And school definitely refined his skills. But you know, YouTube's fucking crazy. You can YouTube's learn anything. Not you can learn anything on YouTube. Bro. YouTube bro. Facts, you can learn anything facts. on YouTube. YouTube's a new dictionary. Like <laughs> the dictionary. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of thesaurus sprinkled in there every mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, okay, I just want to talk about your uh, radio show that you mm-hmm. do. You're on AM radio. Mm-hmm. It's fucking mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. How, explain that. Explain the show. Explain how you get your start on radio. What the show's all about. So I did a radio show at York when I was at Seneca. Seneca at York had like a joint campus. Mm-hmm. So I did a show there with my boy Ralph. Shout out to Ralph. Um, and that show got stopped because someone stole the equipment. In oh, a, in shit. This, yeah, so it was just like <coughs> that's the end of y'all show. That's the end of everyone's show. And then when I came to Ryerson, I ha- like I, they knew I had experience um, hosting things before, and I started hosting the Top Thirty show there, and I guess some another like generic show they had. And then they they like said, "Do you have an tr- idea for a show? Um, you know, if you have an idea, you can pitch it. Like mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with you." And I was like, "Yeah, say less." Mm-hmm. And the, the name, the cool table I had from high school, I used to have a blog that <laughs> yeah, was like, I had that. Uh, I, it was a blog that's about basketball. But it was like a whole different blog that's just about basketball. And that's where I got the name from. But the show basically is, is like focused on artists, um, talking about, I guess, the stuff outside their music. Because, like, for example, the first guy I had, Funky, huge into video games. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in, in that world, that's like his shit. Like, he's all up in that. So he met the people he produced his album with over, like, I think it was Super Mario Brothers. What? So it's like, to me, that's way more interesting than whatever you're going to say in the music, you know? Yeah, so word. stories like that, I was like, yeah, we got to highlight that. And then the ice cream came in. My brother, he thought of that idea. And we just wanted to get people comfortable because y'all probably know, like, you might have a guest and you might have them for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and 40 of that is the interview. Yeah. So you got five minutes to make this person feel comfortable. You don't know what their day's oh, been. Word, yeah. like, Literally. We just did it right now with you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and it's like you don't know what the vibe's gonna be like. Like, like someone could turn it on for the cameras, but like, someone yeah. could be dead ass in a bad mood. First and five it, minutes, you're just like, it's like crazy weather, <laughs> eh? <Yeah. laughs> this this coronavirus is crazy. Like, you ever you ever dealt with that? No, I, we definitely dealt with that. So that was like where the ice cream came in, and so uh. not like our, our thing on our show was the guest got to finish a tub of ice cream before the end of the interview. And that's where that came in because even some of the guests don't even touch the ice cream as much, but it changes the vibe. Like, yeah. especially when it's like we try to get their favorite flavor too, mm-hmm. and it's like a challenge. Wow. So that's kind of cool, actually. Man, that's I nifty, like that. Bro. I like yeah, because like it was nifty. like <laughs> what would really happen was say we had to do an interview and it's like okay, it's only going to be twenty minutes. It's going to go in the middle of our show. We don't want to talk too long. Mm-hmm. Interview would be done, and we would be kicking it with the artist for like. 45 minutes after the interview's done. Mm-hmm. And they would just be chilling there like, yo, what are you trying to do after this, bro? Like, you're so cool. And I'm like, where was this energy when you were talking Word. with the camera? <laughs> you know, and that would happen so often that it was like, yeah, we have to somehow make you feel how you feel after you know us mm-hmm. just from the beginning. So the ice cream was a, a quick barrier. And then focusing on new music, because like everyone has friends who just make fire music and it mm-hmm. doesn't always get uh, the shout that, that it needs yeah. to. Yeah, so. I just wanted to, to put on new music. Especially from Toronto, because like you could just do a whole Toronto like show set somewhere, yeah. and you wouldn't even notice that it was like just Toronto because it would just be all fire. Oh, wow. So I feel like you know we gotta definitely show off for Toronto for that reason. So yeah, Toronto music and then interviewing all these artists. Damn man, I love that idea with the ice cream. <laughs> it's, it's clutch. It's clutch. Go for some ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to just go back to. Uh, being on the radio and just mm. having those interviews um, versus your podcast, right? Mm. You know, your podcast isn't very, it's, it's, it's just album reviews. Essentially. Yeah, Not yeah. it's just album reviews, yeah, but yeah. That, it, that is what it's centered <laughs> around, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't really have the, have you ever had a guest on or interviewed them on your podcast? Or For the you album kept, mode? No, no, no. Yeah, we're, we're trying to stay away from that. I feel like we have a really strong, this like partnership between me and DeMar. Like mm-hmm. I say it's like Stephen KD, like. Literally. So. <laughs> Yeah, one of you guys always disagrees with the other. (laughs) That's how you have a good show, man. No, it's like I'm happy that we finally started it because when before Corona happened, we talked about starting the show for a long time because, um, like we were both at the station. I think I'm trying to think what my role was at that time. I've had like a bunch of different job titles there, but I had a job title there, and he was there doing music review. So we would always have these like three hour talks about music, Mm -hmm. um, just out of just out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. and we were exactly the same age. We kind of have that same be able to look like compared to the past, but like, he's a huge Playboy Cardi fan, stuff like that. So it's like it's not as if we're like just the OGs who hate everything new. Um, we still are in touch with what's 
going on. So I feel like we have a good balance that way. I was going to say, because um, I find the media sometimes, like radio shows mm. kind of divided in that way or podcasts. Yeah. Like there's just old heads kind of just shitting on yeah. the new age. You know what I mean? So I was, it was kind of refreshing just to hear the variety of what you talk about mm-hmm. and then, or variety of albums you talk about. And then um, also just... I don't know. You, you could tell that you guys both felt well versed in your knowledge. This guy's also just got beef with like Ebro, Charlamagne, the guy, all those <laughs> old like radio heads. Oh, those guys. No, I got, I, I got beef with those guys too. I got beef with those guys too. They're just not nice. You it's know? just Ebro, <laughs> I guess. But like, yeah, Ebro pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they be moving pretty fake. They be moving pretty fake. What do you, uh, what do you like more, podcasting or radio? Radioing. I th- hosting, <laughs> hosting a show on the radio. <laughs> I would say podcasting because radio is still somewhat structured. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, ma- I can't make the like the whole show just the interview or like things like that. You know, or mm-hmm. I can't make the whole show just music. It's still structured where you got to do certain things. Podcasting is like, you know, if, we, if all of a sudden we're talking about the minutia of you know Drake's first mixtape and which corners was he putting it out on, like. Mm-hmm. You can't do that really on a radio show. That, yeah, there's yeah, not really yeah. space for that. So podcasting, there's no boundaries. So definitely your own platform. Podcast. Yeah, so we always find we're coming back. We're like, oh shit, that's so off topic. Come back, come back, <laughs> come back. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? Right that means at least you're there. At least you're at least you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, about interviewing. Mm-hmm. We were we we've done. I don't know. We've got a handful we've, of interviews. We've done a few. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been around the block more than a few. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um. We were just we were talking the other day and we were thinking, do do you ever feel like after your interview's done, mm-hmm. you said yes too much? You know what I mean? <sighs> or like you just you just, like, just gas them up a little too much. Or yo, when you're not really a fan of the music as that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So you just gotta be a good host. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, sometimes you get in that bag and you're like, I don't even rock with it like that, like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but in the interview, you sound like this is the favorite <laughs> yeah, body bro. of work and I feel you so ever fake heard. After I'm editing it, I'm like, you dick, you yeah, dick. It's like, it's like, yeah. Th- th- those times when it's someone I don't really rock. What the thing is, I'll say, I I try and have like very particular things that I'm saying I like, so I don't feel as bad about it. You're so, not trying to roast the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be like, you know what? On this song, I like where you tried to do. Mm. Yeah. I, li- I, I like where your brain was at. Word, you know, word, your execution, word. maybe not, but I like where you're the shooting for the stars. The sandwich there. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> because it, it, feels so f- it, like, it feels so fake when it's someone you don't really rock with, but if it's someone you do rock with, yeah. Oh, yeah. then you're like, oh yeah, I, I was right with that one. <laughs> yeah, you know? That's no, what I mean. Because... I don't know. If, at least in podcasting interview, you kind of it's not as structured, so you get mm-hmm. the time before you can kind of chop it up for fifteen whatever minutes before. So you kind of get a feeling for them. And you go on there, and then you're kind of like, oh, I kind of like this guy, but his music isn't my favorite. And then you're just sitting there and you're gassing the guy up the whole time. <laughs> and you're like, Fuck. <laughs> have you ever been? Uh, have you ever like questioned an artist? Like, I didn't really get what you were doing with that. Um, I I lexicon. I probably said I questioned the first time, but. It was he. He was like ready for that answer. Mm. Like he pulled out his phone and like played literally where the inspiration <laughs> came from. So it was like he's probably the only one. But he he's like a I'd say reggae hip hop fusion artist. Okay. So I, so I was like, what like what were you trying to do when you fuse these things? Because it's almost as if it's hip hop with a sprinkle of reggae rather than mm. reggae with a sprinkle of hip hop. And he yeah, I pulled out his phone and he was like, yeah, this song by so and so. I literally rock with this one. This song too. I was trying to put those two together, so it was. It didn't, it didn't really. It, I like. Yeah, I haven't had really that many times where it's like, really, really like pressing someone. No, yeah. Um, because I, I, I feel like, for the for the most part, I, I feel like I'm too capable in that in that situation. Like, if if I'm pressing someone and they don't are like. Are trying to avoid it. I yeah. feel like I can make them talk about it, but I, it's not. Is it, it, that's yeah. what I mean. You. Whenever I see like mm. just interviews gone wrong, I'm like, but like it's. That's not what you were meant to do. Like you. What did you get to, from that? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. No, one hundred percent. I know. What you're yeah. You don't like. You don't want to be DJ Vlad. No. Who's like <laughs> no, exposed themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's like basically a federal agent himself? <laughs> but at the same time, you don't. Want, but like, you don't want to be someone who's just like bigs up everyone and it's like yeah because. Someone's academics, some, like, right? Like, academics. Nah, like, he's not afraid to say he doesn't like something. I Maybe know, Zane Lowe. Or something. Zane, yeah, Zane Lowe's like that. Rob Markham used to be like that too, where it's like they kind of like everything everybody does. But what you said earlier about like someone's cool, but you don't like their music, mm. I feel like that is probably harder than mm. you big enough someone who's trash. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? Like, I actually like you. What if I big you up if you're trash, anyways? Like, yeah. I, I feel comfortable with that. But if someone whose music is not good, 
but you like them and you're just like i want you to make better music so bad <laughs> <laughs> like, Literally, you're just sitting there and you're like come on just do it for me please <laughs> yeah please please please, please. That, that's sick though you said uh, uh growing up though you mm. in church you were the mc and stuff like that and, yeah yeah um meeting all these artists has that ever gotten you to be involved with music in church were you ever involved with music whatsoever i used i used to play music like i was in a band um for a lot of high school oh, i said what you play I played trumpet and tuba. Shout out trumpet. Yup, yup. Um, Shout and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a drummer. <laughs> I'm a drummer still. So like, uh, even the past couple of years, I like still play the drums in church sometimes. Um, I used to play keys growing up, but I I never really wanted to go into music just because I have the respect for the guys at the top. So so heavy like. If I, if I, like, listen to a Jay-Z song, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I cannot there's, do There's this. no way I could do anything like this. So it's like, for that, for that reason, producing, is, producing I, I definitely tried my hand with, but mm. in terms of, like, actually writing my own raps, like, you can miss me for sure. Oh, that's sick, though. So you dabbled in the production game. For sure, for sure. Yeah? You called it. Yeah, I, you I called that. I said you called back. I was like, it. we should ask him if he makes music. He's like, he definitely makes beats. So. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. If that means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's a good call. That's a good call. That's a good call. Two points. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you... Uh, how do you balance, like, your like on-air personality and like mm -hmm. your off-air personality do you find it's ever like because i try to keep it as level between the two mm -hmm. when i do the two things but like i feel like when i get on when i mic my hand i it's mm -hmm. i'm a little different you know what i mean i get carried away i do get carried <laughs> away <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll it's, like, it's hard not to i think i think um my on-air personality is probably more subdued like i definitely try to have a little more like liveliness for sure but mm -hmm. i know how it can get like out of hand in terms yeah. of where we we're just cracking jokes and we forget and this yeah. is the interview. That's yeah. what that's like my thing. I'm afraid of. <laughs> like I'm afraid we're gonna have too much fun. Just letting it go off the rails. Yeah, and we're gonna be out here laughing about like whatever. And it's like, <laughs> no, I want to ask you about track six. Like, why are the guitars sounding like this? Yeah. But if we go off the rails, then that's. Then you just you got like five minutes left. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John smokes cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a thing for a while, like two months. Like when we just, just started the pod. He'd just start ratting me out for shit. And he'd be like, John smoked a bowl before us. I'm like, man, my, this, we're brand like new. my mom is listening to this right now, yeah. dude. Fuck you. At least get to episode 10 before you start snitching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 my mom's wait, wait. like, I don't know any of these artists. So I'm not going to listen to this one. I appreciate what you're doing, but I'm not listening. And then you could have dropped it. But yeah. That's funny. Um, What are some uh, broadcast personalities you like? Like just people you, you look up to in your work? Cabby, first and foremost. Cabby. Shout out Cabby. Yeah. Right, bro. Cabby, yo, Cabby's a Cabby. goat. Like, I, I'm only trying out Cabby. No one else. <laughs> no, Cabby, Cabby's a goat, and I got to work with Cabby, and I and when I met him, he was literally the real deal. So, Cabby, yeah, Cabby gets it. Cabby is off camera, is on camera. Honestly, like, probably better. Like, really? Yeah, you know, he's he's through the real deal, and like, I think we shot two interviews, and he acted like it was his shoot. Like, that's how we treated it. Yeah. He, was, he was like, oh, where do you want to shoot this? Like, I, I got a key for the radio building at Chum. We can go in there, do this. Like, it's lighting's good in this room. And I'm like, bro, this is not even yours. Like, you can relax. That's funny. Like, nah, he was, I no, got this. And he's real deal. And he was like, oh, you got a mad equipment. Want me to drop you home? Like, yeah, he was he was real deal for sure. That's and like anything sick. that I've asked him to do, like, since then, he, he's just been like, for you, I got you right away. That's sick. Yeah, so he's That's real deal. No, he's just a Canadian journalist. He's just kind of famous within Canada. I don't yeah. know. He's a sick guy. Yeah, he's, he's he's like he does like funny interviews. Like he's the yeah. type to like interview a athlete and yeah, ask them what their favorite like nachos are. No oh, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's always, he worked for TSN. Right? Yeah, I think he's worked for Bleacher Report now. He's doing yeah. like a betting show in Vegas. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Making moves. That's dope. What about uh, just like music radio personalities? Anyone like that? I used to be a big fan of Big Tigger and uh, AJ from 106 and Park. Mm -hmm. That's that was like the I like those those are, and George Trombolopoulos, um from CBC. He's like he's a big dog. I got to meet him as well and like chop it up with him and everyone fucks with him, man. I know he don't like I, I knew he was a G obviously from the show, but when yeah. you meet him, you're like yeah, he's way like he's like how we talked about your two different personalities. Yeah, he's holding back. 
Like the person you see on camera, the person you see <laughs> off camera, like he's he's way cooler off camera. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. So how long have you 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 talk like you've been here doing this for fucking fifty years? How long have you been like? How long have you been in the? Not game? not fifty years, but I'd I'd say. I was gonna say you look great for fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Black don't crack. Um, I guess my I started my show in twenty like my the first TV show was in twenty eleven. But there was definitely, like, a long time when I wasn't doing on-air stuff, like, consistently. So, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018 is probably when I came back, like, full-time doing um, on-air and journalism stuff. But in terms of, like, just, like, hosting things and doing media, like, definitely 2011 um, is probably when I started. Cool. Damn, that's hype. Where do you uh, see the world of music journalism going? I feel like it's going to be in a better place um because there's so much more outlets for people to give their journalism takes and i think that the different ways you can mm-hmm. articulate yourself makes it able for people to be more clear on on kind of your message with the music i think i think of our pod like album mode pod mm-hmm. we can say something about a song and we're playing the part of the song we're talking about right. and saying, how do you do that I yeah we noticed copyright that. shit we were like <laughs> for, oh oh for, for music for music review shows that you're you're straight so if it's like a show you're reviewing the music you're straight Oh wow! Yeah, like the the Joe Budden podcast gets away with that because they're technically a music review show and they talk about anything else. But as long as you're in that category, you can play music. I just think we found our new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Loophole. That's, that's, that's a free gem right there. But um, yeah, it's you know things like that. Th- that's mm. interesting that you mentioned the the future of music journalism because uh, what's his name Denzel Curry mm. was going out on a tweet like fucking he was just going off on Twitter. And just saying how how you gonna judge music when you know you ain't never made music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to ask because I always worry about this sometimes as uh, a host of a podcast show. Uh, how do you just feel when you're just you know critiquing other people's music? Like you know sometimes I feel like who am I to say that? Yeah, I was gonna say, I make I, beats here and there, but like mm-hmm. you know I mean Denzel Curry or some shit. I feel comfortable in that way because when the music is good and we tell you it's good, you t- you. Our opinion matters mm. when you when we tell you it's good. So, I, f- I feel like those opi- like there are p- opinions that matter of someone who doesn't make music that you can say. And again, the different uh, avenues like again Clubhouse, TikTok, you can like you can say what it is you don't like or what it is you do like. And as an artist, you've got to be you know, open to the nuances that yeah. everyone's not gonna like everything about it because the same thing that makes Big Pimp in a smash probably makes someone else cringe when they hear it. Come on, mm. the club. so I personally I don't really. I'm not really worried about. I don't. I don't really think about that stuff in terms of like, oh, I don't make music. I don't. I don't know. Right. Because, like, you can think about all the coaches in the NBA who never made an All Star team, <laughs> and I got to tell all these dudes um, how to play. And it's like, whatever artist is like complaining about that. There's people in your circle who are either your manager, your A and R, whoever it is, who, who didn't make music. There's someone who's making decisions on your own music who didn't make music. Mm. So the didn't make music way to kind of discredit someone's opinion. I think is like you're picking and choosing. Where that where that fits because any artist or someone in your circle is making decisions on your music who didn't make music. Facts. I always kind of just equated it to like food, you know, like mm-hmm. people who like oh, that's re- like restaurant yeah. critics never own restaurants. They just know what <laughs> tastes True. good, bro. Like I don't know. I I think by saying something's good, you can by the same token say it's bad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everything is preference to people and. I don't know. We have the right to free speech, so we may as well use it. And and everyone's everyone's bigger now. Like there's. Think about how many times you go to Spotify and see artists you've never heard of, and they have like five songs with fifty million streams. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you know what you can make, let your fans or your people decide um, what's good and not good, and that's as an artist that can be your that can be your measure mm. of deciding because yeah. now you have a, a great way to measure your success um, more than just album sales. You I may, get, you sorry. sorry. I was just saying. I guess that's why people tap in anyway because they mm. want to hear what we have to say about this yeah. piece of. Stuff. You make art to be judged, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm gonna fucking judge it. I don't care. For sure. <laughs> don't cry about it. Yeah, make I, better art. I, I think I think we I think we can't be scared of that. I feel like we definitely gotta understand that everything's not made for us. It's like, mm. you know, the the if someone's in their 40s, the Playboy Cardi latest album is probably not gonna hit them the same mm. way. <laughs> but it's like. We there are so many albums that we say are objectively good or songs that we say are objectively good. You think about Lauren Hill's Miss Education. Mm-hmm. 
everyone says that al- album is good, Bang you know, and no one, no one is is saying you can't say the album's good because you don't play music. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we if we're gonna again have it one way, it gotta be the other Word. way. Too. What about just on uh, the topic of subjectivity or like objectivity, whatever that word is? Um, just as a as a host, do you find it hard to like music? Because sometimes I find I do. I I'll, I'll listen to something new mm-hmm. I was excited for, and I'm like just overcritical of it or. I just can't find it as enjoyable as I once maybe would have if I didn't listen to it so, uh, like, just under a microscope, you know? Yeah, I, I have that a lot, too, where it's like I can't just enjoy the music for what it is. I'm trying to dissect every literally every little bar. But I think, I think objectivity um, exists in the fact of, like, what's traditionally good music. Like, mm-hmm. when a song is well-written, that's usually not something people argue. People, people usually argue everything else about a song, but the way a song is well-written... No one really argues that. And there are things about music that have been traditional in terms of this is what a good chord sounds like. We enjoy these chords or we enjoy this drum pattern. So if someone puts those things together in a song, it's going to win. You know, that that should be objectively be considered good. So, yeah, I I feel like there is some objectivity, but it's uh, it's kind of dependent on what what it is that the person's kind of putting into a song because... Everyone has their own, I guess, background in listening to a song. Yeah. Um, and the girl we're talking about, Meg The Stallion, and it's like that's not that's not for me. Like, there's no, no there's no way. Meg, Meg ain't thinking about me when she's doing that. You know, like walk again, not not for me. Like, right. so it's like if this music is just not for you in the first place and not for your demographic in the first place, you know, you got you can look at it differently. But I but why I think there is objectivity is because. A album like Miss Education is not just for women or just Word. for men. Mm-hmm. Even though what she's speaking about in terms of what she's going on with her, with her man and her son and her kids is something a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. but it's not only for women. So I think that that's probably part of what makes something objectively good. Is it's like can everyone be, can relate can be to someone, it. someone more than just yourself because if you're if I'm a black man only making music for black men, there's a different different kind of viewpoint. But if you're someone making music for everyone and everyone can agree that's good, then I feel like we got to give that the objective kind of good stamp. Right. Facts. No, that's but true. What type of music did you grow up listening to? Do you that you listen to now? Anything like that? Man, gospel was like anything in my house. I only had one rap album, which was Bow Wow Beware the Dog. Hey. Shout out to the sign. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I grew up listening to like straight straight gospel, Kirk Franklin, Yolanda Adams, Donnie McClurkin. And then I probably listen to like pop rock if that's still a genre um, hmm. first, and then like hip hop came after all of those. But gospel was first and foremost. Then it was like you know pop rock, indie, and then um, what well, like Simple Plan, Some Forty One, what type of pop rock? Yo, we used to get into beefs in elementary school. <laughs> what? <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two for Simple Plan? Like yeah. <laughs> that's finishing your whole recess. Like you don't even go play anything. You're just sitting there arguing. Throwing a little Billy Talent and it's all gone to for shit. For sure, for sure, for sure. No, that, that that was really what, like I would see hip hop songs and just be like, I don't know who that is. I'm not listening to that. <laughs> How'd you get into it then? The song that brought me in was "Run It" by Chris Brown and Joel Santana. That was the song that brought me in. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I fuck with Chris Brown, man. So no, nah, nah. so no. One, bro. Like. No, that 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 that's a big track. Like that. Like my friend was like, "Yo, you gotta hear this song." I, I didn't know who any either of them were, so I had had no idea. And yeah, once I listened to that, I was just like, again, the Kanyes, the Jay Zs, the Little Waynes, Outcasts. Like that was a daughter, like a fucking daughter. In the oh, world, oh, for man. sure, yeah. for sure. Like, and I and I listened to like a lot of music too. So like. I can't. Like, I don't know how this not to hip hop like that. Like even when hip hop songs would come on the radio, I would change the radio station. Yeah, I mean we've even noticed on your podcast that you've gone from Twenty One Savage to rating Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, man. For sure. So for that, sure. that's range. You know? Yeah. Like, like I think gospel help with that. Like I look at all those as equal. Like I'll hear a Taylor Swift song that I like, and I'll call it a banger the same way I'll call a Twenty One Savage song a banger. Mm-hmm. Like I'm there, to me, it's not like. To that, they're just, they're just music at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so I, that's at least I'm lucky that I had that entry to like, because I feel like sometimes when you enter it just in hip hop, especially like the outside world is like not even happening to you. You know, yeah. you have no idea about anything else. So I'm lucky that I came in the other way. I always right. I I find that uh, that's a lot of the problem with a lot of uh, radio or um, broadcasting personalities mm. podcasting too. 
um, who just do hip hop music is that it's all so based around that. And it's like they, their whole life has been immersed in that. Like mm. I find the Joe Budden podcast hard to listen to because it doesn't sound like there's any other influence coming in from other sides. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it doesn't sound like he has a very well-versed knowledge and outside in of hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. sure. He knows his shit on hip hop, but I, I don't necessarily, like, I want to know where that came from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or where just see the history of music almost through it. I don't know. I, 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 I like to see, um, and I like to keep myself when I'm talking just as well educated as I can, well rounded mm-hmm. on music. So, yeah, you, ha- you have to. Like, I think hip hop is connected to all these different genres, and the hip hop, like the general, normal mm-hmm. hip hop artist, hip hop fan, I should say, yeah, acts like that's not the case. No, and, and they don't even want to really acknowledge it, I don't find. Like, mm-hmm. they, the fact they're like, this is this is the new shit like everyone's creating a new sound you know mm-hmm. what i mean but they never i find we're quick to not go back and look yeah. at where it came from right like no one got like you and your samples like you mm. pick apart like picking apart songs to find a sample then mm. listening to the original song from that sample more mm. than the song that sampled it i don't yeah. know i know it's 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 backwards because i think that 